This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome into Judd's Hockey Show, another uh, edition of Judd's Hockey Show coming off a wild loss, just like a couple nights against Nashville. Tonight, the Wild falls 6-4, to four, really 6-3. to three. They scored a meaningless goal by Matthew Dumbo late in this game. That didn't mean jack. There's plenty to talk about here. Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff. Um, let's see, when you don't get good goaltending, aside from the second period, when you can't score goals consistently, uh-huh. and when you and when you aren't very talented and don't work hard enough, you get a 6-4 loss that looks worse. And Declan, this was, uh, I'm, I, I believe the players did hold the old favorite in hockey. Oh. We, I think we closed the doors. I think after the game tonight, we closed the doors. And oh, we boy. Ch- we challenged each other to uh, okay. play a far superior game. Okay. Um, and I will just say this. You were playing a Pittsburgh team. Now, I know that they have a, a big fan base. There were a lot of 87 jerseys. And there was a, a roar each time the Penguins scored. Uh, but I looked this up going into uh, tonight. Mm-hmm. The Penguins uh, came in here 6-7-3. and three, And going into tonight, they were 2-7-2 two, and two in their last 11. And, mm. that, and that included, as a big part of that, a seven-game losing streak. Yeah. So this was, been struggling. this was an anemic performance again. And I guess I'm just starting to question what this – wild team is capable of doing this might be a uh might be in for a little bit of a rough season here right um yes dean your 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 goal your 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 goaltender yes dean your your goaltender is uh is out your number one goalie obviously in mark andre Fleury. that's going to make life a lot easier philip gustafson looks like a backup he is indeed a backup there's nothing that's going to i think change over these next few weeks that won't prove that unless he just plays absolutely lights up to your point a better second period Played well in the second period, a little bit more engaged, but what he did. two goals on four shots or whatever it was in the first frame. Um, just a lot of softies that a lot of goaltenders should be able to to stop. These weren't coming from dangerous areas by any means. It was um, just bad goals overall. And then when you look at really, you know, Judd, this and this is my point here I, that I've been trying to make, I think, for a long time is, you know, when when guys like I like I like that, you know, Brandon Duhame has, you know, maybe taken a little step up here, but when Brandon Duhame is one that's leading goals and scoring the offense. And I know Ecker, Ecker, and Eck got two goals tonight too. Where are your superstar players? Yep. Where's Kirill Kaprizov? Totally. Where's Matt Boldy? Matt Zuccarello, I thought was atrocious tonight. He had one of his worst games I've seen in a long time. MIM. You can only get so far with depth. Everyone talked about depth. There was shirts printed about depth and, and that was great. It worked for them for a long time, but the depth only can get you so far. If your stars aren't the ones converting. You know, I, I almost tweeted this out during the first period, and then the Wild go and scored, you know, two goals in 11 seconds, but it made me look like a jackass when I tweeted this. But, um, you know, if, if Kevin Fiala was here, do you think you'd just automatically go from one of the most anemic offenses, five-on-five, five, to being even league passable overnight? I'm not trying to say Kevin Fiala wouldn't make an impact, but it, it, is Fiala's absence alone the sole reason why this team can't score five-on-five five and, and score consistently on offense? 
I don't think it is. No, I think it's, it's so much more than that. So um, when your goaltender's hurt and when it's bottom six guys that are trying to be the ones that have to score goals for you, odds are you're going to have a bad time. So does Fiala's absence play a role? Absolutely it does. Is it the entire role? Absolutely not. Do Hartman and Greenway being out, does it hurt them a bit depth-wise? Certainly it does. Is that why they're not scoring goals? Absolutely not. The thing about this is, is and John Merrill in the post-game locker room, Dex brought it up again tonight. He brought up the fact that the Wild has to find its identity. Uh-huh. Um, and here's, here's the problem, though. Their identity has to be to work as hard or harder than they did last year. Remember, that team worked its ass off. This team plays like they, they, they play far too many periods like they have talent. They don't. That team last year worked. Like, they did a lot of good things, and they worked. Um, and this team, now, Dean liked the first period. I tend to disagree. I like the second period. I thought the first and third were not acceptable. Um, and look, I mean, if your goaltender is going to sieve out, that's also part of the problem. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, John Merrill had a bad night. He, there, there was the, the one uh, Crosby goal, I think, that came in the third period where John Merrill was sort of trailing Crosby, but he was close enough to try and tie him up. He doesn't. I think Gensel makes a great pass. It gets tipped in. Um, that's a bad play by the defenseman there. Um, so like this whole thing about, it's not just one thing, but I think it starts with this. I think it starts with how this team is playing. And I know it's a hockey cliche to talk about grinding, right. And effort and all, you know, Phil laughs at that because it's like, okay, that's the biggest cliche. But the reality is this team has to play its ass off. And there are far too many periods and pockets of time where they are not doing that. I, I mean, here's the other frustrating thing too. So, X scores two goals, including, and this is incredible to me, his first shorthanded career goal. I, yeah, I was astounded by that. Mm-hmm. Um, X scores t- two goals, and if I'm not mistaken, let's see, he had uh, four shots on goal to lead the team. He was back on, on a line with Felino tonight, but last game he was demoted on purpose. Like that didn't get talked about, but he didn't get moved off that line because they're like, you're playing great. He got moved off that line because they wanted to get something more. Tonight, they. They did, but I mean, Boldy is, as you've talked about for a while now, Boldy is uh, scuffling, and I think I think you also hit it. Matt Zuccarello and Kirill Kaprizov aren't being paid what they are to do this, and Zuccarello has been atrocious at times, and Kaprizov looks like he's sort of just sort of spaced out. So I'm with you. I start there. I think that there's a lot of guys who aren't talented who need to work more, but the, your first line, Declan, if they're not going to score – you know what? Sign me up right now for the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. I'll get in there. I'll get in there. I'll absolutely love it. Uh, but if if that first line is going to scuffle and not score and take periods off, then just forget about it. Like yep. Pat, like and, and it can't be. I understand that opponents are focusing on that line. They have to, as as we talked about going into the Viking season. They have to overcome that. That can't mm-hmm. be, well, they're focusing on us. It has to be, you know what, screw it. We're going to get our goals and our points. Right now, almost nobody is doing their job. Well, two years ago, um, the first season post-pandemic, Kirill Kaprizov's first season, you know, the Knights made it a mission to in that playoff series. That went seven games, by the way, um, to shut down Kirill Kaprizov and can the Wild beat you with their offense. Now, last year, I thought the Wild had a better much better secondary scoring options to up to the point off the top. Fiala uh, was great for them. Boldy stepped in and, and was awesome for them. Their secondary scoring was there. 
Now their opponents are doing everything they can to, to shut down Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. But honesty, it's not really opponents, I think, shutting them down. I, they're beating themselves. The Wild are. They're, I mean, that line's beating themselves with getting ticky-tacky and too cute. And the Wild don't have the resources right now for anyone to beat you. That's, that's the point I'm making with guys like Connor Dewar and Brandon Duhame, the ones that are getting rewarded with goals. Good for them. That's awesome. You know, that, that, that's great. They're scoring goals. They're not going to be the ones that can bail you out. You know, like it, I, I thought it was great for them to score two goals in 11 seconds, but that's miraculous. I mean, they've scored, what, five, five-on-five five goals in the last week and a half before that. So you don't have the offense to do so. And, and I guess the only other internal option or the other option you can try is, do you put Marco Rossi up with them? Like, do you, what, what the hell do you do? demoted again, fourth I know. line. So they're clearly not going to. No. So what do you, I mean, at that point, that's from, Michael, yeah, from your offense... What do you, what do you do at that point? Do you you have, you have that's why I told you last time we talked on Sunday that do you split up Mats and Kirill Kaprizov at this point? I th- I think you have to try something because what because both of them aren't synced up right now. Yeah, but I mean, does that the, the problem is this? Like you go through this list and these lines. Do Haim tonight? God bless him, he works hard, but he's the second line guy. The third line is Dewar, Mason Shaw again. Two guys that that work hard with a struggling Boldy, and guess what? Those two guys aren't going to help Matt snap out of that. The fourth line, Rossi Jost, who's probably gone here, yeah. and Sam Steele, who is the definition of a jag. So I don't even know at this point. Now, I thought, I thought after the first period, again, Dean said he liked it. I personally did not. I thought that they would split up that first line and at least give give them a different center, at least do something. You know, I mean, part of this, too, is this team, for a large portion of th- this game, Dex, lacked any and all spark. Like, there was nothing. The second period, it looked like uh, Dean or somebody had peeled the paint off the walls, and they came out and actually played pretty well. But mm-hmm. besides that, uh, the third period, period they scored some goals but it was a disaster and I don't and I thought the first I think the last two games the first period it's not that they're not trying but they certainly aren't coming out and playing as hard as they have have to play and I guess my point right now is this okay when you're giving up goals that can be rectified worked on and fixed but you can't create goal scoring mm-hmm. like Dean tonight said we did a good job going to the net okay but you still really scored three goals again, not four, because yeah. I'm not going to count that last goal. So all of these things just lead me down the path of, I don't know that the answer, like, can they play better and will they win some games? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But long-term, can you have an answer that's going to put the 2022-23 wild in the playoffs? I'm not so sure of that right now. I'm really not. And I hate, and I, I hate to say that because we're forced to watch this team, <laughs> but I just don't see the... I, I don't know that there is a magic line combination. I don't know there there you know Rossi as they struggle to score is just is being demoted. So what's the answer here? You know I I don't think um, you're just gonna be able to flip a switch and, and make this happen overnight. And I don't think that this is a despicable team where it's like you, you don't they're they're not fun to root for or anything like that. They're yeah. just this is kind of a shrug emoji, right? This is kind of that's kind of how I feel about this. It's kind of just. Yes. Eh. Like you know, they're not despicable. There's not bad apples in the room that we know of, but I don't, I don't get that sense. Um, it, it's not, a, it's not an unlikable group of of players. And I honestly, I like Dean. You know, I, I don't think Dean is 
not doing his job up to up to par by any means. I know the record and and situations can dictate that, and it's very cliche to just say the coach needs to be axed or the coach needs to go for that to happen. I think this is a well coached team, um, but for whatever reason, I think these players aren't living up to their execution. And those players, I mean, I I really mean the star players. I really mean Kirill. I really mean Matts. I really mean Boldy. The worst case scenario here is potentially playing out where you could potentially be a bottom five, bottom 10 team. And could you get a draft pick out of that? Yes. The bad part is you have to convince Kirill Kaprizov to stay here when that contract's up. And let's be honest, if, if this continues down a spiral, you can't afford really to go into even a soft rebuild at this point. Cause he's probably going to walk in three seasons, right? I mean, he's got, he's got two more years after this season under contract. So you can't really afford and the wild haven't had a superstar like this. That's what I think is so consequential here. And maybe, maybe you get a little bit too ahead of our skis. We're worrying about a problem three and a half years from now, but he's, he's the best player this franchise has ever seen. You can't afford to have seasons like this. The first two seasons were great. You made the playoffs last year. You probably should have went a little further than you did. But you can't afford really to just say for two years, ah, I guess we'll just have to build it back up. That that, that is not going to give you any leverage to keep your star player in Kirill Kaprizov. And as far as the expectations now go, or I should say, um, not expectations, but as far as the as the potential for like things to change. All right, here are here's your center depth chart for the Wild tonight. First line, Goudreau. Second line. Eric Zanek, who very much is a mucker grinder and will score some goals, but that's his job. Yep. Third line, Connor Duor, who is really a wing probably, like Goudreau, and really if he's going to center a line, it should be the fourth line. Your fourth line is, is Rossi. And if Marco Rossi, if they still, if they basically are like, you know what, it's not happening here. He doesn't, he's not responsible enough defensively, blah, blah, blah. Um that's a huge deal because there was there was definitely I think an expectation of him maybe not turning into a star I don't want to say that but definitely being a key contributor and right yeah. now he is not now the struggling Pittsburgh Penguins let me give you their centers and and, and this is just to illustrate how different this is yep Crosby two goals tonight four points marvelous he won like nineteen faceoffs or something tonight. he's great he's still great he's an old yeah. man and he's great Evgeny Melkin second line. Jeff Carter, who is an old Classic. man now, but yeah, he's, but. He, but but he's your Connor Dewar. He's your third line center. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and and uh, Teddy Bluger, who's a workmanlike player, Purple cows. But that's the but Declan. That's the thing. And, and you tell me this, okay? If Rossi's going to continue to play like this, which might get him demoted, but certainly is not is not allowing him to ascend. Um, you're going to get maybe because he's a wing as well, Ryan Hartman back. Greenway's a wing, so he ain't playing center. The point is, there is no cavalry coming that I can see unless right. you try and, 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 and give up a draft pick or a prospect with Dumba to dump some cap room and get a guy who can win you know, some face-offs and play with Kaprizov. And, and that's the thing is, I just I guess I don't know what the solution is. You're going to ebb and flow, and again, you're going to win some games. That's not the question here but like as far as the solution okay the centers i just gave you are their centers and in at least two cases they're really wingers despite the penguins you know coming into this game i think like two wins in the last like month or so like they've yeah they've been bad they think they've like two in their wins in the last 10 games whatever it is that center group you listed right there 
God, I would love it. I, I know every, everyone's average age there is basically, except for Teddy Bluger, the first three centers, his average age is, what, 35 years old? Yeah. Um, right. But that is some depth right there, man. That is the depth. That's the depth I'm talking about. That's depth that can get guys that can actually score some goals and, and lead to things that drive offense. Um, that That's a great plot, great thing for the Penguins. And look, they've won, what, three cups in the last you know 12 years or so. They might be coming off the dynasty a little bit. They're not as the force they to be reckoned with that they once were. But when they see blood in the water here, where they see this wild team, I mean, look, even though they're scuffling a little bit, if if I'm the Penguins and I'm Sidney Crosby and I'm the one who's leading that locker room, obviously, that that's this is an opportunity here to show we can get right back on track. And they did that. And they got like, Pittsburgh. No yeah, Pitt, Pittsburgh literally saw the blood in the water and said, this is the perfect get right game. And I was obviously watching the local broadcast here tonight, and they were saying the same thing about Pittsburgh, that this is the perfect get-right game. It's, it's a struggling team. You know, the Wild are, are, are not the same, are, are going to you know, be able to right the ship here and get right back on track. And I was like, I, you know, maybe not so fast here when it's against Crosby, Malkin, Jeff Carter, Jake Gensel, Teddy Bluger. I mean, there, there's so many players up and down this list that are so damn good on the Penguins. Um, so that's not it. Uh, that, that, this is, there's no internal option. You know, you and I kicked around the idea of Bo Horvat a few weeks ago and we love reckless speculation and to be honest maybe that's where we'll pivot reckless speculation might even be selling at this point um and we'll continue to have those conversations but unless you're willing to pay that price which i don't think bill garen right now was willing to do there's no one internally that you can get to fix this offense absolutely and and there's nobody and the problem is no matter how, how much you might be misled on this by some folks in this market. There's nobody coming back who's going to do that. There's nobody there. Um, so I saw I saw Flower uh, post game tonight talking to Crosby in the hallway. He has an upper body injury. Didn't look like he had any like he didn't have a sling on or something. So I don't know if we're talking a, he got hit in the head. I don't know exactly what we're talking. But if he's out for any um, amount of time, I'm convinced you're in huge trouble um gustafson again played well in the second period but dex some of those goals those long oh, range goals and i know that there might have been a slight screen that's no excuse no, this is national no. hockey league baby. Make it safe. now it's one thing if a puck is deflected it's another though when you you know that first crosby goal it's a great shot but it's glove hand side high that is eminently stoppable there was at least two other goals if not more that i thought were bad um you if if Flurry's going to miss any amount of time. I don't know exactly if if uh, this Zane McIntyre is good or not. I have zero clue. I'm guessing he's just a guy again. But Gustafson, um, at some point, at some point in time, if he continues to play like this, which we've seen, he's played a couple of good games, but he's also, you know, the, that Avs game, he didn't exactly, to use your term, stop the bleeding. Um, I don't know how much you can send him out for a team that clearly is struggling with confidence uh, because, you know, what Fleury was doing before he got hurt was doing a great job of giving you a chance, right? So, like, your confidence was still, okay, if we can score, and that's a big if. Um, but tonight, that's not acceptable. This is the National Hockey League. You can't have a guy hemorrhaging goals when you know that it's, it's going to take an act of God for you to score one or two goals most of the time. I'll give you a little answer here on what to expect from the goaltending side in just a bit. By the way, it is uh, November 17th. It is a give it to the max day for the last few hours here. And we are partnering with our friends um, at Patrick Schoonover and the score for Patrick campaign. And if you're not familiar with um, Patrick's story, uh, Patrick was a Bantam hockey player when he was 14 years old. And 
he had he got checked during a game. He went down on the ice, and it, and it turned out um, he had cardiac arrest, and he and he passed away tragically suddenly on the ice. And uh, we had his dad on um, um, Mike Schoonover to talk about this great cause that they're raising awareness for heart defects and they're getting screenings and they're trying to make sure that you can detect these things. Actually, I, I lost my mother to a very similar ailment, but it wasn't in her heart, but it was in her abdomen. Um, and these are great things that you can detect. You can detect them early. They're kind of unfortunately really fatal if you don't catch them early. Um, so it's a great campaign. And if you'd like to help donate to that campaign, uh, we're doing this for the next month here. It's in the YouTube descriptions right now, or you can go to score at, or excuse me, give mn.org. It's give mn.org slash score for Patrick. Uh, donate anything you can. We already had one, uh, his dad matched a thousand dollar donation. So if you're uh, willing to do so, please send us a donation. It's givemn.com slash score for Patrick. Uh, from the goalie side of things, Judd, um, actually, I, so I saw Zane um, McIntyre play in college. Actually, I saw him when he was Zane Gothberg. He changed his last name uh, towards the end of his tenure at North Dakota, I believe, to honor his late grandmother. Um, and he was a great college goalie, uh, pretty good for UND. Um, but he's he's in he's an AHL goaltender. I, I, he's not going to be able to come up here and save your season. He's up here out of necessity. He's up here because there's an injury to Mark Andre Fleury, and I know he was Mark Andre Fleury's placed on IR, so he's out for at least a week. I believe the minimum in NHL IR is a week. I, I yep. believe yep. that's the retroactive, that's right? So at the very least, you're probably not getting him back until after Thanksgiving. So you got. And and thankfully, what, just two games, I believe, between now and the next week, they play Carolina on Saturday. And Winnipeg. And Winnipeg and on. And Toronto the day after Thanksgiving. The day before uh, Thanksgiving, they play the Jets here at the mm-hmm. X because they started a seven-game homestand that's going on for weeks now. And then they play Toronto. And so if Fleury can come back, yes, he, he can come back for the game against the Leafs. Uh, as for Jesper Wallstead, he's not coming up, folks. No. He, he is and he I needs to play down there, and you do not subject him to this garbage right now. No, and I, I wasn't expecting Jesper to call up, be called up here. Look, you, you were getting fine goal today. I think if this was the opposite, even, um, let's say Fleury was struggling really badly, and, and then he got hurt, right? And then he got placed in IR, and he had to turn to Gustafson. I might be able to talk myself into call up Jesper Wallstead, see what you got. I, I, could, I could hear myself and, and be talked into that a little bit. Right now, it's not the problem. Can Jesper Wallstead play center? Because if that's the case, yeah. then, okay, call him up well, and let's get him between Carrillo and Matz. But there's no need to rush him up at this point. And that's the other question. Again, to go back to it, what's the magic elixir here? Is there one? Is there anything that's going to get you to be consistently good, good enough? Um, and I don't think that the Wild, I don't think, I might be totally wrong here, I don't think that they're going to sink to the bottom of the standings automatically here. But the reality is this. Those playoff spots are going to be incredibly tight. And with what's transpiring here and with the struggles in scoring, it's if you're Bill Guerin at some point in time to what you said, Dex, you're going to have to make a decision too, which is Mm -hmm. do I sell? Um, You know, Dumba, if you can get Dumba, if you can get anything for him pre-deadline, I think you do it now because there's not a lot left there and he sure as hell ain't going to be with his current play re-signed. Um, you know, and do you trade off parts? Do you start to just try to, to, to look forward? And this can't, I, the one thing I will say is this, I don't think that as hard as this is to watch now, especially after, you know, the 2021, 22 season being fun to watch, this can't be a complete surprise to Garrett. Mm -mm. Um, because the day he brought a bought out Parisi 
and Suter. And then he sort of acknowledged it by going all in at the deadline last year, which was, uh, okay, we still got some cap space, but we're not going to uh, for the next three years after this. I think that was all an acknowledgement to this could get to be a rocky ride. Nonetheless, I'll come back to I really would like to see Zuccarello and Kaprizov do more. I understand that Kaprizov's got a lot on, on his plate, and he goes through magnificent stretches. But the last few games, and tonight especially, I just didn't see anything there. You know, I can't confirm or, de- confirm or deny if Bill Guerin would be doing this, but if he, you know, if he's going to want to be sellers at the trade deadline or he has to start getting moving, I suggest uh, maybe making a stop at Lake Ridge Liquors in Badness Heisoff, 694 and oh, Rice okay. Street, okay? So th- th- there, there's a great selection of Surly products there, Judd, so Judd would be on board. There's tons of wine in stock if you're a wino. Just a great selection of booze, a great selection of beer, plenty of great options. And I, also, the best part is I, I go to the liquor store a lot. So mm-hmm. I like to get rewarded when I go to the liquor store. And Lake Ridge Liquors has a rewards program. If you mention SCORE, S-K-O-R, when you sign up, they will comp you five bucks in rewards on your next visit to Lake Ridge Liquors. It's off 694 and Rice Street. Join their reward program. Mention score SKOR. They'll comp five bucks on your next visit as well. Go check out Lake Ridge Liquors in Vadness Heights. Oh, I like that. I like the comping thing. Five dollars? Oh yeah. That's Why a not? that's a good slice of a of a uh, sixer of of Surly. Absolutely. Or a fourer, I should say. Um all right. Trav says, Jesper is nowhere near ready. Trav, I completely agree. And even if he was, I wouldn't subject him to this right now. It's not fair. That being said, it was hard to watch Gustafson tonight. Uh, Final thoughts from you, Declan, before we uh, depart for the evening. Uh, I mean, just if you can get passable goaltending from Gustafson over these next few games, that's all I can ask for at this point. And um, unless Krill and Boldy and Zuccarello really snap out of it here pretty uh, soon enough, it, it's going to be struggle to score goals. They're now over 12-2 on the power play. This lethal power play, oh, finally, we got the power play fixed. Well, you couldn't score 5-on-5 five five that you were crutched to it. You were literally crutched to score on the power play. Now that's not working. Yeah. Now you're over 12 on the power play. Yeah, and, um, and let me lo- tell you right now, taking yeah. Boldy off the first power play and putting <laughs> Goudreau on the first power play, give me a bleep and break. I agree. I agree. What, it's what, not what are we idea. doing here? What are we doing Hire Judd. Hire Judd for, uh, for a little I mean, bit of God bless Freddie, but he's a third-line player. We're forcing it here. You know yeah. what, though? I, I know that you personally don't care much. The 1978 retro-reverse retros. Oh, tonight. I like those. Those are fun. Chef's yeah, Kiss. Those were good. Chef's those Kiss. Good. And here's the thing. I believe if you go back and check Hockey Reference, mm-hmm. um, this, was, this was a nod to the 1978 North Stars, yeah. which was the first year that they were merged with the Cleveland Barons, they were absolutely atrocious. They were so bad that they got the first pick and took Bobby Smith. So yep. let's let's so let's just say if you think to yourself, man, our team might not be good, Connor Bedard, baby, get yourself in that sweepstakes. Game changing player. You know what would make Kirill stick here? You know what would? Connor, Connor Bedard. That kid is special. It's a long shot. It's a huge long shot. It's a lottery system now. I understand that. Uh, but I do think that there is a parallel because at that time, coming from the Ottawa 67s, Bobby Smith was a generational talent that 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 Louis got. And um, it would certainly be nice if Bill Guerin could get a generational talent because I got news for you. I don't think this team thinks that Marco Rossi is a generational talent. He, he might develop into a very nice player. 
I don't think he's a generational talent. I agree. I agree. Hey, hit the subscribe button, though, for Daily Great Minnesota jerseys. Sports Entertainment for Jersey Takes uh, for Lake go. Ridge Liquors. Thank you for sponsoring uh judd's hockey show now too yeah the great game day so your last thing here uh minnesota goodbye as we like to do sometimes so you're good i know some people get conflicted with these reverse retros they say well it's not the wild that's the north stars like i I don't want to pay homage and i don't want to pay respect to something on the north stars when that's not the wild what 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 is your response to those people who say i actually tweeted this i actually tweeted this tonight and by the way if twitter goes away i'm going to be i'm gonna be crushed I'm going to say it's top five devastations in the Zolgad life, which shows you that my life's been pretty damn good, but yeah. I am going to be devastated. Or you don't have a heart. Yeah. I'm going to be devastated. No, I do have a heart for Twitter and my dog. Um, so anyway, here's what I tweeted, and I believe this. Because I was trying to think, how, how can I contextualize this? Because for me, it's the comeback is always, you just love the North Star. Screw you. They're gone. Um, here's my comeback. The reverse retros that this team has now done two of to pay homage to the North Stars, but they it's not an end, so it's not a throwback jersey itself because it still has the wild logo, okay? Both of these have been superior to anything the wild has designed for itself. The color schemes are better, and I know it's green still, but look at this color scheme and look at what they do compared to their green homes are as boring as it gets. <laughs> their, their, their road whites I actually like more, yeah, actually, but, but everything, good. but the two that they have done reverse retros are better. Mm-hmm. So, so my comeback is they're just better. I agree. I like, like them. they're more attractive. And, and the one thing that, that they fixed on this reverse retro that they got wrong last time was the numbers pop. The, yeah. Right. It was hard. Yeah. It was hard to see them. It was really hard to see them. These mm-hmm. pop. Um, and so this is not a North stars thing. This is the North stars designers and how they went about things were superior to the wilds. So you should copy it. Okay. And it's not like the Dallas Stars care. It's not no, like it's, they don't care. it's not close to what they're doing now. No. I personally find what they're doing not that great itself. So. No, I don't know. That's anyway, that, that's what I say. I say the reverse retros are just better. It's a better look than what you do. Because those home, right? I mean, those home greens. is. Have you ever heard someone say, I really like the Wilds home greens? No, I, I don't. I, he, I, people I do couldn't not. stand the old red. No, the red the with the circle. Red. Yeah, I I'd, didn't mind that. I had a Brian Ralston jersey with the, with the red in the circle. I sort of liked the red a little yeah. bit more. People hated that, but yes, that's why. That's why. And Twitter, come on, don't go away. Don't go away. Uh, come to Judd's Hockey Show for more jersey takes uh, because that's what we might have to pivot towards uh, if the Wild continue on this free fall and Judd's uh, love for the North Stars and 70s and 80s hockey. So we could mix that in more as as uh, yeah, as we do. They're not sponsored, right? No sponsor. No sponsor on that. Uh, Pass, shoot, score. Hit the subscribe button for daily Minnesota sports entertainment on Score North. We'll be back next time.